gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Hey, this is Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We have had a great run showing our love for dogs with our show, our podcast, our social media, and all that is based on Soggy Acres Retrievers. We proudly bring this podcast to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers and ask you if you are looking for training, boarding, or a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppies, please check out SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures and Soggy Acres Retrievers. In our house, my wife hates having the plastic kennels and wire crates. We need them for the dogs because we have times when they need to be put somewhere, but she cannot stand the look. So we talked to DCT Kennels, and we now have a new partnership with them for a product that is a crate, but also a piece of furniture. If you want something that is practical, as well as great looking, check out DCT Kennels. Very hello for Pennsylvania. If you haven't been on our Facebook Lives, please let us know where you're from. Also, let me know what kind of dog you have. Uh, Facebook Lives are fun to do. They are only fun for me if you guys are asking questions, so please ask questions. Uh, it's summer. It's training time. We are looking toward getting ready for hunting season, and I will tell you that being a dog trainer, I basically take in dogs for six months, and the other time of the year, we, we do some obedience dogs and we do our puppies. We do puppies and dogs right now, so it's a very busy time of year for me. With that said... I get into the second group and I'm, I'm about five weeks into the second group. So I've got just under two months left and it is like pulling teeth, trying to get me out and getting me trained dogs. It is, it, it's tough because I am dreaming of hunting season. I very much, I guess, have duck-itis or hunting-itis or whatever kind of itis you want to add in, but I am all about getting ready for hunting and getting ready to hit the field. So with that said, uh, when we have our podcast, we always do three different sections. We do a main section, we do a training tip, and we also do a hunting tip. When we do the live events, we do not do those because it's a live event, and we kind of just try to roll with the questions that you guys have and go from there. So again, please let us know what questions you have. Facebook live events are always cool because our page is quite large. Um, I think right now, for the past month, our page reach has hit uh, 14 million. Quite a busy page. We had people all over the world. So that's what's cool about where we do these live events and people come in and let us know where they're from and uh, what kind of dogs they have and what kind of hunting they do. Uh, we got Jake checking in from Illinois. He's got three Labrador Retrievers. So yeah, it's it's fun to do these things. It's fun to... I guess, reconnect with everyone. Uh, We had a TV show for nine years, Sporting Dog Adventures. Uh, We're no longer filming the show, but we still have our show out on numerous platforms. It's a great show. You can check it out on YouTube, uh, Carbon TV, as well as Rumble. Um, There's some other places that it's up to. I I found out that one of our seasons was up on Amazon. Uh, But uh, it's it's fun to do. It's fun to uh, be a content creator. So, 
please get us questions. Let us help you with your dog. We got Matthew, Matt from Arkansas, four-month-old chocolate girl doing well with obedience on lead, but one off lead, she goes on uh, goes on her, on her own program, and as poor Ray calls her, something else I can do. Will this improve as we continue and work and e-collar conditioning? So, Matt, when you have a puppy, which is what a four-month-old dog is, you're going to deal with puppy things. They are self-employed. Uh, they do their own thing. If you're having trouble with the dog not coming back at all, uh, you can always go to a longer lead or, a, in, in other words, a piece of rope. Uh, have it about 30 feet so that you have control over the dogs are running around. Obviously, it doesn't work if you've got them swimming in the water. You don't want them to get hung up uh, where it's not safe for them. But have them on a longer leash. Once you get into where the dog is six months old, uh, in my training program, what I do is at six months, that is when I'm no longer being all positive. I have some negative consequence. I put a pinch collar on the dog to start. I transition and do e-collar conditioning. And then I have where I have the dog under complete control. You have to have a dog under control so that you can have them run well in the field. Uh, the misnomer that I always tell everyone is that you don't train a dog to hunt. We train a dog to hunt for us. Dogs are bred to hunt. Dogs have that drive if they're bred properly and they are bred to hunt so that they will uh, be completely under control. When I'm working with dogs, I'm at five weeks, we're just starting to work with dogs in the field a little bit. And in the field, it's just, you know, in a grass area that's not mowed lawn. I don't believe in taking a dog out and working with them in the field to the point where you're letting them get away with stuff because they're not completely under control. I'd rather get my dogs to the point where they're completely under control. I've got their conditioned retrieve done. I've got their e-collar work done. I've got their obedience work done. And then from there, I'm going to take them out and introduce the field to them. So you're on the right path. Uh, soon, in the next two months, you're going to be working with your dog where the dog will be uh, have an e-collar on. So it's like having an invisible leash on them. And then from there, you're going to have where your dog is under control and everything is going well. Again, let us know uh, what questions you have, guys. It's a great question from Matt. It's one that I hear often. Uh, also, the thought process that you're going to take your dog out and get them, uh, get them experience hunting prior to training is a fallacy. Again, you're going to give your dog bad habits. You're going to have a dog that has learned to avoid pressure if they've gotten away with things. You're going to have dogs that are hard-mouthed on birds or don't retrieve properly. You're going to have dogs that don't listen and could be eventually even gun-shy. Get your dogs trained. Put that three months of training with your dog and then take them out. I understand we all get excited about having our dogs out there and running around with them and getting them experience. It would be the same as saying I'm going to go play football and not understand what football is. But I think that if I run around like an idiot, I can probably learn. Maybe some people learn that way on football. I don't know, but with your dog, get them under control, finish that, and then they'll be ready for the field and you can enjoy them. Look at it as a long-term contract when you have a dog. You are going to get them trained first, and then you're going to get to enjoy handling them in the field for the rest of their life. That first year, you might not get that much hunting in, but you are going to get them so that they are set up so that you have as little of frustration as you can once you get into the future. Uh, again, please let us know what questions you have. We've got another question here from Jasper. My lab's 14 months old, and as soon as I get him out in the environments, he won't listen at all. He has been bird trained and just doesn't listen. 
any tips. Jasper, you didn't listen to what I just talked about, which is bird trained means nothing for a dog. Bird trained is something that they learn naturally because they're, they're bred for that. What you need to do is go back and actually train your dog. It comes down to building the foundation of your dog, and that is your hunting obedience, your e-collar work, and your conditioned retrieve. Those three take six weeks. At, at, for a professional, that takes six weeks. So you're going to get those done, and then you're going to build your house up. Otherwise, what happens is folks skip those steps, and like what you're seeing, Jasper, happens where you take the dog out, and because you did build the foundation on your house, with that being your dog, everything collapses and falls down. You need to take a step back. You have plenty of time this summer. Go back. Stop working with birds. Work with your dog on heel, sit, hear, kennel. Then work with your dog on mouth control, on your conditioned retrieve or force fetch. Get your dog an e-collar. Work with them on e-collar conditioning and reinforcing that obedience. And get the dog so they are ready to be in the field and not just running around and not listening. So I hope that helps. Mr. Peterson, Jagger, Jagger heard my voice and now is looking around. Uh, Chad Peterson had his dog trained by me, so I get that often. Uh, when we used to have the TV show, dogs that I would train would uh, always look at the TV funny when uh, the show was on, and it was a dog that we had worked with. It is, uh, it's fun to work with dogs. It's a lot of work. It's uh, very hard on your body, um, and it's a, it's a commitment where when you work with animals, you basically don't have much of a life because people act like it's great because you're living the dream. You get to be outside all the time. Reality is you start your day at 6 a.m., you end your day at about 8 or 9 at night, you have animals to care for, so you do not get to take days off. Uh, occasionally, you can get good kennel people like we have, which helps, and you can get away for a few days. But overall, you have to work with these animals so that they are under control, biddable, and ready to go. Let's see. Jasper, he's really high drive and hard to reel in. Thanks for the advice. Jasper, dogs that are good to train with are always going to have that high drive. That means that they have good drive. It Again, it's just dialing that stuff back and actually doing the training first and not taking them out for the enjoyment of, ta of running them in the field. You will hear from people, let's take your dog out with my dog and we'll let them learn how to hunt. It's usually like an uncle or a father-in-law. Maybe you can't tell them the, re the, the reality, which is that they don't understand what training is, but don't listen to those people. Find a training program, people. Work with your dog. Get them under control, and then you can enjoy them once they are. And my boy is not eating or drinking for five days already. 16 years old. Is that the symptom of dying? Oh, and our dogs tell us when it is time to go. Uh, once a dog is no longer eating, yes, that's probably, you're probably in the downhill uh, trend. We lost two of our dogs this year. Uh, both our dogs that were the main dogs we filmed with on our TV show, uh, Soggy Acres Pickett's Charge, uh, Pickett, he, he passed at 13. Um, he had something wrong with him. We tried to get it fixed and it didn't work, so we had to put him down immediately. And then we had uh, Soggy Acres Desert Fox, Rommel, uh, the dog that is in our theme song, Rommel passed, and it was just a slow deterioration. And it got to the point where he couldn't get around, and unfortunately, that was just what we that was just what we had to make the decision on was that his quality of life wasn't there anymore, so we had to put him down. But it is something that you look at things and you have to make what's the best choice for the dog. Jasper, unfortunately, I did everything you said not to do last year and hunted with him without force fetch. 
Uh, Jasper, the, again, if you skipped steps, now's the time to go back. Don't accept where they're at. You would be surprised and shocked at how wonderful dogs can perform and, and how you can make their level so much higher and actually your enjoyment so much more when you do train them. So just find yourself a formal training program and roll with it and get the dog dialed in and at a good place. If you guys want to do something fun, go to a hunt test. Um, field, they have field trials too, but field trials are they're not as realistic and they're almost so long that... I don't think you get to appreciate the dog's work. But if you watch a hunt test, go to the top level, whether that's a finished uh, level at uh, uh, an HRC test or a master level at an AKC test. Watch these dogs and, and how precise they are and what, I guess, what ability and what natural talent they have. Not all dog can, dogs can accomplish that, but you can accomplish so much by your dogs by just taking the time to train them and get them into a position where they can succeed once you have your dogs trained, you are going to enjoy them more. And actually, the dogs will enjoy being out there and running more. Uh, it, it's always funny. I tell people that 90% of the dogs uh, out there, when you're out hunting, you think they have the same name. They're all called damn it. Because people are frustrated with them. Pardon the language. But it's always damn it this, damn it that. And they're upset with the dogs when, in essence, if your dog is not listening and not behaving, it's a lack of training. So you should be upset with yourself. So look at yourself and realize that you need to do better for your dog and get them in a position so that they can succeed. Jeff Fuller again from Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. When you look at hunting, you need to have yourself prepared. Our good friends at Mac Outdoors have reloading supplies as well as great clay target machines to get you prepared so you have more success in the field. Don't get that dirty look from your dog. Check out Mac Outdoors. Our great fans of the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are growing at an astronomical rate, and I want to thank you all. I do ask one thing from you. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Please give us a thumbs up, follow us, subscribe to us on whatever other platforms you're on. And the most important thing I can ask, share our podcast with your friends so that we can grow our love for the dogs and dogs in the field and make it so that people are more involved in our sport. Again, thank you so much for being listeners. Take care. So again, let us know what questions you have. Let us know what we can help with. We'd love to get more questions today. Again, we, we, we do this 15 to 30 minutes. We will end up probably pulling the plug here in the near future. Oh, uh, we have Memphis coming up. Memphis is my co-host. She uh, she likes to be on Dog Talk Live. We've got a couple of people that really enjoy seeing her, so we'll get her up on my lap. She uh, honestly doesn't uh, do anything but lick my face when she's on the show. Memphis, say hi. Say hi. Uh, she doesn't care. She likes to hug me. She likes to be part of the show. And uh, I guess that part is that she you have the back of her head while she's on the show. We have Scarlett down here. She's also saying hi. Let's see here if we can get Scarlett on. Ah. Memphis is falling down. Scarlett's here. Here's Scarlett. This is Scarlett. She's also nuzzling me, trying to bring me toys and get me to play. Dogs are kind of like kids. It seems like the minute that you have an ear in your phone, or your, your phone in your ear, or you're trying to uh, do a streaming event, that's when they all want attention. 
little kids seem to be the same way, but uh, it's it's always fun in our house. Always uh, always always something going on. Right now we have two dogs in the house. Now we've got two that are out. Uh, Tank and Ace are running hunt tests, and the two that are here are really soaking up the attention. So we're going to do a last call for questions, everyone. Last call. Let me know if you have questions. We'd love to answer a few more for you guys today. I'm going to try to do these uh, more um, reliably in the future here. Hopefully at least one a week. Uh, it's just been rough. We've had such a busy time. So it's uh, trying to get to the point where I can balance the online life as well as the training life. Ben, what's one of the better drills to keep your dog steady <clears throat> on the line for a high drive dog having a hard time at the hunt test on braking? Uh, ben, if you have a dog that is braking, I would stop running hunt tests and get it fixed. You're going to have to train with more people and people that are going to run dogs so you can make your dog honor. But what I will tell you is my dog, Rommel, he had a braking issue and the more we ran him, the worse it got. When we were running him on Doubles uh, on the senior level, he would pick up the first bird almost on a fly. Uh, well, actually, it was the second bird, but it was the, the go bird. The first bird would go down, the second bird would be in the air, and he would take off, and he would hit the jets, and damn near catching on a fly. you got to fix that first and get him under control. Uh, you're going to use a lot of collar pressure, and you want to make sure that he's not collar-wise. So you got you have to run him also when he doesn't have a collar on him. But I would first get him under control with collar pressure, Find other people you can train with, find a group, find a club, and get it under control because when you are letting them get away with it at a hunt test, speaking from personal experience, it's really hard to fix. Lewis, recently adopted a seven-year-old beagle, stray or dump, who knows, great drive, great voice, uh, good house manners, no desire to recall on command. How do you start? Uh, Lewis, you're going to work with your dog on an e-collar, you're going to do e-collar conditioning. Look that up. It's how you introduce the e-collar to the dog. Then you are going to work with the dog on reinforcing those commands. When you're doing e-collar conditioning, you're going to work on sit and hear commands. When you have that hear command, you are going to use a long line so that you can pull the dog toward you so he understands that you turn pressure off by listening to the collar, whether it, whether it is sitting or coming to you. So I hope that helps. Uh, can you talk holding blind manners? How do you teach them? How do you get quiet or still? How to maintain? Sherry, holding blind manners. Sherry, you're going back to my first dogs when I started running hunt tests and what I learned as well. Um, you have to work with holding blinds in your training. You have to work with holding blinds and other dogs running while your dog is in the holding blind and then use pressure to keep them so that they are under control. Um, that is something that if the first time a dog has seen a holding blind, they will tear it down. I have been there. My dog tore it. My dog Lilybell, which was my first dog, hunting dog I owned that I ran in hunt test, uh, pulled a hunting, uh, blind down. It is inherent that they want to look out and see what all the commotion is and what all the fun is. So we need to teach them those manners. Work with them on holding blinds. Work with them on walking at heel from one holding blind to another. You can buy holding blinds. Um, we used to actually sell them. We bought a whole pile of them from Gunners Up. Uh, we don't have them anymore, but you can buy holding blinds and then set them up in your training so you have one or two that you can walk from to the next spot. Uh, sometimes you will have hunt tests where they are using vehicles or uh, large bushes as holding blinds. You're going to want to do that. 
and then just work with those in your training so that when you get these dogs to a competition, it's not the first time they've seen them or they're seeing them often. Uh, I've got a good friend that runs the HRC Grand. What he will do is they will take their dogs. He meets with, I think, like four other trainers. <clears throat> they meet somewhere at least a week before the Grand, and then they run their dogs every day on training scenarios, sometimes two to three scenarios a day. Why that works for them and why they get a higher pass rate is because it's basically creating that circus, creating that circus that happens when you are running competition. And that gets the dogs so that once they get to the grand and they have this big circus going on, they're used to it because they've had the past week to two weeks that they've been working in that environment. So I hope that helps. Hey, this is Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I want you to know that we buy all of our trucks at Boucher Automotive. We go to Janesville. They've got a great selection, great staff. If you're looking for a new truck or car, check out our friends at Boucher Automotive in Janesville. All right. Let me know if there are any other questions, and we will answer them for you. I will give you guys a little bit of time. Uh, if you guys love dog content, this is our page, Sporting Dog Adventures. If you want, go on and look at our show, uh, Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We've got it on YouTube. Just search Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We've got it on Rumble. We've got it on Carbon TV and a lot of different places. My new passion is the podcast that we have, the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, so that we can still connect with everyone. And what I do, I kind of double dip. I'm actually running our podcast right now with our Dog Talk Live so that people can listen to these questions from the fans. If you have a question you'd like to be on our podcast, you can email it to me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. You can also send me a message here on the page. But a lot of times when it comes on this page, because of how many messages we get, there'll be about a week lag time. Um, you can leave us a voice message on our podcast if you go to the Anchor platform. And if you want to support us, I know Facebook has this new stars thing where you can uh, send people stars. I have no idea how it works, no idea what it does, no idea even how it pays. You can do that. You can support us through our podcast with our Anchor app where you can log in and create an account. Even if it's a dollar monthly, everything helps. Helps us get new equipment, helps us keep on the path of getting more people involved with dogs in the field. Uh, our kennel is Soggy Acres Retrievers, SoggyAcres.com. Speaking of kennels and dogs, it is a busy time right now. You are going to really struggle trying to find puppies for sale. Uh, we are right now, to give you an idea, into 2022 on all colors of pups. And for our chocolate pups, we are into spring towards summer on chocolate females already. We have that many deposits on hand. It's busy. Find someone that has a good business. Find someone you want to do business with and support. And then put your deposit down and have some patience. Again, it's a 15-year contract with the dog, hopefully. At least 12, hopefully. You've got a long time with them. Get what you want, get the health guarantees, get the health clearances, make sure you're getting the dog that you deserve so that you can be happy with them in the field. Last call for questions. Once again, the last call pulled us quite a few questions, but uh, we're going to do a last call. We're going to give it a couple of seconds here. Feverishly type away if you have one. Otherwise, put this in your back pocket and remember for next time that we want questions. Uh, again, it's great connecting with everyone. I enjoy doing Facebook Lives. I would do more of them, but it's just so darn busy right now this time of year. We've got three litters of pups on the ground, and I've got 10 dogs in for training. 
So it is something where if you imagine just the training end of it is busy, the caring for the puppies is busy, but then you get to carry care, care and clean up after that many dogs. So it is quite the task during this time of year, but don't feel sorry for me because when hunting season comes, I will have not many litters and no dogs in for training, and I will get to, uh, I guess, take the hours that I've banked in the configurative bank for uh, the work that I do for six months while training and cash them in for hunting season. Again, thank you so much for stopping in. I do want to thank everyone for uh, being here. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate your views. We appreciate you being on our page and listening to our podcast and watching our show. I hope you all have a great, uh, a great day. Thank you so much and God bless. Sporting dog adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.